story freedom the podcast to help you expose your shadow ego by helping you to observe the narratives you are holding on to and to show you that it gets to be different than you think it needs to be I'm Victoria McGinnis, and I'm a spiritual healer. I focus on the ego. I help you to alchemize your ego so you can live a soul-led ego life. Let's get this jam session started. Hey friends, before we get into the epi- this episode, I just wanted to hop in really quick because I just like decided this was a thing as of like Wednesday. So today, this Friday, as you're listening to this, as this episode is out, so the 20th, today, I am officially starting Freedom Friday specials. So what that means is I am offering 15 minute all alchemizing the ego sessions a 15-minute Kundalini Reiki tune-up, a distant one, and also 15-minute tarot tea and slash uh, divine guidance. And they're all $22.22. So if you're interested in booking one of these mini specials with me or mini readings with me during this Freedom Friday special, head to the link in my bio, or I'm sorry, in the show notes. (laughs) Used to saying this on Instagram. Head to the link in the show notes. It's on my Etsy page and you can just choose which one you want and get that order going and I can record and send that session to you. I'm really excited to start these Freedom Friday specials. Um, They might stay the same or change. haven't decided yet. So if you're interested, head to the link in the show notes on my Etsy page for the Freedom Friday specials. And all the specials are $22.22. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode. All right. This week, what's coming in so strongly is I want to talk about alchemizing the ego and what that means and what it can gift you with. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about this week, guys. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it. I'm like resistant to talking about this. but I'm going to do it. I think I'm resistant because I don't even know where to start. Cause like, I'm so fucking passionate about this that I'm like, ah, there's so much stuff running through my mind. Where do I start? I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, so this is also called, um, or like, this is also known as like integrating what you learn. Um, There was another one that was in my mind, but it just left. So basically what alchemizing the ego is, is doing the deep inner work, finding the answers, finding the, um, okay, recognizing an old situation and recognizing what you have done in the past. And now you get to choose different. And so so now the universe is going to gift you a situation similar to like the ones in the past and you have the opportunity to prove to yourself that you learned what you needed to learn and you're going to put it into action so you can actually embody this new way of being this new way of being for yourself 
because obviously you're doing the inner, the deep inner work to resolve some traumas that you experienced in the past and that you are still holding on to. And you're doing that for a reason to learn the lesson. So it doesn't have to be like that anymore. So it could be easier. It could be simpler. It could be more joy filled, more enjoyable. Your life can be more your life instead of what it was like in the past. Hopefully this makes sense. So what happens is you get that. It's also called a prove it moment. It's called the test. It's called. Yeah, those are the things I know. So it's the prove it moment, but it's not necessarily you're proving it to the universe. I like to think that you're proving it to yourself because like the universe already loves you. The universe, the universe doesn't need anything more from you other than you being you and expressing yourself and answering the call when they call. <laughs> um, so it's, it's not necessarily a prove it moment to the universe. It's a prove it moment to yourself. That's the most important thing of like, oh, oh shit, this is the same thing. I'm, I'm going to fucking alchemize this, this shit. Like this is not going to be an issue anymore. This is not going to be my life story anymore. We're redefining it. We're taking what we rewrote and we're putting that shit into action. So that is what that means. Now I'm going to give a personal example of this and it's the most significant one, um, in my life. Like, obviously I can talk about all the little ones, but this one really still like strikes a chord within me. Um, just in the sense of like, holy shit, I did it. Holy shit. Like this is the power that's within me. And while hearing this story, this power is also within you. This power is also within you. Um, so long story short, um, my mom is a recovering alcoholic. If you've listened to this podcast since the beginning, you, um, might've known that already, but so she has been battling it for years and I've been alongside with her for the ride. I've been taking on her problems as my own, um, keyword had, and, um, it was a vicious cycle and being in it was so damaging. I like didn't know where she started and I ended or vice versa where I ended and she started. Whatever that saying is, I really, I lost myself in her. I lost myself in her and her issues and wanting to help her and heal her. And I just, that's how I knew to love her. That's how I knew how to love somebody, you know? So she lived with us for a while And it got to the point where I just, I couldn't do it anymore. She was sneaking the bottle around and also with my son in the house, I was like, okay, we're, we're not doing this anymore. So I made the no nonsense decision to be like, you need to pack your shit and leave. And we actually packed her stuff up for her because she was too drunk to do it. Anyway, um, so then she left and, um, I like, I did things that I normally would not do. I... She left, she called me from the hospital, I dropped off her car, and that was that. I didn't see her, I didn't hear from her. And over the course of the next year and some change, she would reach out to me, i tell her no, like, you need to respect my boundary. She'd want to pick a fight, I wouldn't give in, even though, like, internally, I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight back. But I would calm down, i talked talk to my husband, he'd talk me off the ledge, and I'd just respond, calm, cool, and collected. 
And then an incident happened where um, somebody kept leaving toys for my son on the step. And I could I was totally convinced it was her. And uh, I texted her and I was like, hey, you need to stop leaving stuff for Kobe. Didn't even ask. Okay. Like I just uh, straight up assumed she felt attacked, went on the defense, started going at me. And this was all via text. Like I, I didn't talk to her. I didn't call her, even though she tried calling me and she was egging me on. She was saying all the right things to pull me back into that fight. You know, oh, I know you've been there too. Like where someone says the right thing and you're just like, <laughs> you just want to start yelling and like. Tagging them back with the same shit they're tagging you with, you know, like hitting, hitting them with that cord, hitting them with that gut punch. But I didn't. I was like, okay, like I'm going to calm down. Talk to my husband again. Talk me off the ledge. I apologized because I was in the wrong. And then that was that. So one night, this was all during the summer of this year, okay? And I had been doing a lot of healing work on this situation, on the traumas with my mom and what I was still holding on to and really choosing different. (sighs) Okay. And I got the biggest fucking prove it moment of my life. Like it, the way this happened, it couldn't have gone any other way. Like it literally happened the way it was meant to. Like this whole thing was divinely orchestrated and divinely gifted to me. Anyway, so... One night I was at work and I was on my break and I was doing some stuff for work and all the good stuff, pulling cards. And then I was feeling this huge urge to call my husband. And I never do. Like, I never call my husband at work. Like, sometimes I do. I just want to chat. I'm like, I miss you. I love you. But that's rare. And I call him and I was like, hey, like, I'm feeling anxiety and I don't really know what's going on. Um, but I just want to talk to you. Like, oh, I think we had a fight that day, like a really small fight. And so I thought that I was calling him because I was feeling anxious about the fight. And we talked about some shit and I was like, okay, I really need to change. Like, I really need to change what's happening here. I need to change this dynamic. And I was like, okay, I should probably go back to work. I love you. And he's like, oh, before you go. And I was like, what? And he's like, your mom's here. She's in our parking lot and she's drunk. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, she's been here all day and goes on this whole spiel about telling me what happened and like the anxiety. Oh my God. I was in panic. Like the old version of me was like, holy fuck, my mom's back. Holy fuck. She's drunk. I need to save her. What do I do? What do I need to do right now to fix this situation for her? (sighs) Oh my God. Okay. So that's where my mind was going. And then I immediately wanted to escape. I wanted to escape reality. I didn't want to even be dealing with this situation. I was like, this is not, this is not how I wanted today to go or how this, how I ever wanted this to go. Like, what the fuck? Why is this happening? Like I was all of the above. I was annoyed, anxious, panicky, and I was mad. I was like, what the fuck? fuck. I can't even go to work anymore without shit popping off. Like, (laughs) see, I can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it now, which is amazing, which is proof that I've healed this like (laughs) crazy. Okay. So I get through work. This was on my break. So I had like three or four hours left of work to go. So I was like, okay, like I'm not even going to focus, focus on this. Like, I'm just going to get through with my work. I'm going to listen to some podcasts, listen to course content that I was taking. Um, and really just tuning back into me. 
And every so often the wave of anxiety would pop through because I'd look at the time like, oh shit, I got to go deal with this soon. Because obviously I didn't know what the fuck I was going to walk into because I, at this time I worked late. So I would get home at 1130 at night at midnight. And so, yeah, I just didn't know what to expect. So then it's time to go home and I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, I don't even want to drive home. Like, I don't even want to go home. Like, I just want to go somewhere else. (laughs) But I buck up the courage and I start driving home. And on the way home, like I was, I started off good. I was like, okay, like I'm anxious. It's going to be fine. Then I got closer to my exit and I was like, holy fuck, this is happening. And I could feel like, I literally could not feel my hands. That was the sensation I was feeling where I could feel nothing in my hand. It was just going numb. And I was getting so scared. Oh my God, this is happening. And I kept saying so loudly to me, to like myself and to source, I was like, this is not okay. Like, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable for my life. I am not putting up with this anymore. I just kept saying it. I kept solidifying it. I kept saying it because that's what I felt. That is what I truly felt. Like, this was not okay. This is not okay. This is not how I want the rest of my life to be, okay? Like, this is not it. And I was making the no-nonsense decision to claim that. Like this is this is not how I want to feel coming home from work. This is not what I want to. This is not what I want to look forward to. This is not it. This is a choice that I'm making, and this is not the choice. So I got closer to home, and I was like imagining all this shit. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna get out of her car. I'm just gonna be like, no, this is not happening. How could you do this? Like, totally a dramatic situation was escalating in my mind, and I was like, no. (laughs) I was preparing for it, but I was like, no. So I park. And I was like, okay, deep breaths. It's okay. Literally this whole time I was freaking out. Like I was shaking. I was uh, so much adrenaline was going through me. Okay. I do not want to make this seem like I was totally calm, cool and collected. No, I was freaking the fuck out. Like this is what happens when you're given this test. You're going to freak out, but you're going to do the right thing for you. So got out of the car. I could hear her yelling my name and I just walked through the sprinklers to get inside. My whole pants were wet. I was like, fuck it whatever. I got inside, shut the door, turn off the light. I was in the darkness and I was like, oh my God. Like then I felt this, I let it all out. Like I cried. I cried like I never cried before. And I was sitting on my couch quietly sobbing because again, midnight, everyone in my house was sleeping and I was sobbing. And I was like, oh my God, my mom, what do I do? Literally, like, what do I do? Do I go outside? Do I make sure she's okay? Do I claim that she's mine? Like, what do I do? And so I was closing my eyes crying and I opened my eyes and I just see blue flashing lights. And I was like, oh my God, someone called the police. So I go to the back door because I could still see everything that was happening. And I saw them call the ambulance. They took her away. And, uh, she was safe for the night and, um, yeah, like literally watching it because old Victoria would have gone out there and they were looking in the apartment buildings around there to see like, is anybody like going to claim this or claim her? And I, I literally hid my, I like ducked down from the window. I was like, Nope, I'm not claiming it. But old me would have gone out there and be like, look, this is my mom. We got some shit going on. Like, she's fine. Like, I we don't spot, we don't speak. We're not on t- talking terms. But I didn't do that. I just stayed inside. I watched the whole thing happen and I cried while doing it. And I was totally there for that version of me who was so 
traumatized by the experiences she experienced with her mom and dealing with that. And, um, it was very healing. It was very, very, very healing as much as I was feeling the anxiety and the fear and the tears all coming out. Like it was healing. It was therapeutic. It was what I needed. And, um, I went to bed that night and I was laying in bed and I was like, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean source? What, like, why did this happen? I don't understand why this happened now. And I heard very loudly in my mind, the freedom you seek. And I felt this wave of peace, this wave of validation of like, okay, okay. The freedom you seek that still sticks with me, the freedom you seek. And, um, went to bed, I woke up and honestly, I felt like I was back in my old apartment where this same situation happened. And I woke up and I was in the apartment where I was living with my mom and my brother. And I had to like realize that I wasn't there anymore. And, um, yeah, like it was just very, I was, I felt like I was in limbo the next day where I was like, I'm in between two worlds right now. And, I'm heal I'm letting go of this old world, but I'm still living in my new world. It was like that weird limbo stage. I was very tender. It was a very slow morning with my son and I, and we went to the park. We went for a walk or something like that. And my mom's car was still in the parking lot. And I come home and she's there. She's in her car. And then again, the panic started settling in. Oh my God, we get inside and I shut the doors and like, I was like, Kobe, we're staying inside. Like, we're not playing outside today. I'm really sorry. I love you. And he didn't fight it. He like understood. I was like, okay, thank Jesus. So then, uh, her friends show up, whatever. And they were there for a while. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, can they just fucking leave? Like why? So then a tow truck, tow truck came, her car wasn't working or some shit. And then they, they left. But my mom, before she left, she came to my window. And she was talking to Kobe, and my son. And uh, she was asking for me. And Kobe, my little loving, loving soul that he is, he's like, oh, she's right here. And, you know, my mom tried talking to me. And I was like, no. No, I have nothing to say. And she just walks away. And that was the last I heard from my mom. Like, truthfully. She didn't cross a boundary. She didn't try reaching out. I mean, she texted me on my birthday. But, um, yeah. That was the last I heard of my mom. And, um, yeah. Whew. That happened because I needed to prove to myself that the work that I had been doing all winter, all spring, all summer, all winter and fall again, like for the last year and a half, was for something. I had to prove to myself that I'd learned I learned that there's a different way of living my life and I'm solidifying it. 
So that was when I alchemized my ego. Alchemize my ego from trying to save somebody who needs to save themselves. 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 Well, same thing. Alchemizing my ego from the codependency I had with my mother. Alchemizing my ego from feeling and holding on to that trauma. Allowing it to define my life. Because literally, her whole situation, I took on as my own. And I felt like I couldn't have a life. I couldn't have a relationship, a boyfriend that I so badly wanted. But there was opportunities and I let them go because I was like, there's no way anyone's going to want to date me. My mom's an alcoholic. But that had nothing to do with me, but I made it mine, if that makes any sense. So again, alchemizing that, that this was not mine to carry. This was not mine. And what I was doing was not helping her. And it wasn't helping me. It wasn't helping me. Do you know how damaging that was? I lost myself in that shit. And I alchemized the fact that I found myself and was starting to find myself again. And I wasn't going to go back there. I was not going back there. Mm. So that is my personal story. The biggest alchemization of my ego ever. I turned something that was so dark and heavy and dense into something so beautiful for myself and in turn for other people. My parents are the main reason why I started healing. They taught me the importance of healing because they didn't do the healing work. I am so thankful for the parents that I have and the situations I had with them. Obviously, in the moment, I wasn't. I was like, fuck this. I fucking hate my life. But looking back on it, I understand why it happened. My parents taught me the importance of healing. Because I, too, am a parent. And I'm not passing this shit on to him. I'm not passing this on to my kids. Or I said kids like I have more than one. <laughs> Maybe secretly I'm still hoping I'll have another one, but that's not happening. <laughs> one and done. Like, I love my son so much, but I cannot do another. That is my own personal decision. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, I have a kid. I'm not passing this on. And I'm going to show him the importance of healing in another way. By actually healing and showing him how to heal. Hopefully along the way. That Well, that's my intention. Um, yeah. Like, I'm not upset about anything that happened in my past. Well, the things that I've healed. Let's be honest. The things that I've healed. <laughs> but also, like, at the same time, I'm not upset about anything that happened in my past. Because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this is going to teach me something later on. I haven't yet figured it out yet, but it's, it's going to teach me. So that is what alchemizing the ego is. It is offering you the freedom you seek from situations that you are still holding on to. And now with alchemizing the ego, our ego is like a fucking spider web over our life. So 
all right, I'm just going to talk about it. Codependency. That was a main thing with my mom. That was the center of the spider web, but it also spiraled out into other aspects of my life, which is like friendships, all the things that I want to do in my life. Like I'm just now learning recently as of like last night that my codependency traveled so far into my life. It became a, a, a fucking norm. So it spreads out. I, I cured the main web or the center of the web, but there's other layers to it that still need to be alchemized. So alchemizing ego, even though I alchemize this huge, huge, huge quality or trait, there's still other things that need to be alchemized in the process. So this is an ongoing thing. And What makes it harder is the resistance to the alchemization because your ego doesn't want to let that go, that it, it has identified itself to that. So it's going to do everything it can to not make it happen. <laughs> it's going to fight tooth and nail to hold on to that identity because it doesn't, when it lets go of that identity, it doesn't know who it's going to be after that. And that unknown is so scary because it's not planned out. It's, it's unknown. It's unknown. So yeah, that's what makes it more difficult is the resistance. And the alchemizing that needs to happen in your life will come to you. And when it does happen, it's going to be divinely orchestrated, divinely aligned with divine timing. And I trust that you'll be ready for it. And if if you aren't ready for it, then you'll keep being... Um, proposed. I don't know why that word's coming in, but like, uh, propositioned. There we go. That's the word I was trying that was coming through, but I couldn't find it. Cause I was like, P P P P. Oh, <laughs> the letter P not actual like P P anyway. <laughs> um, you'll keep getting propositions to do that, to keep alchemizing it. And that's what makes this work harder is the perpetual cycle of resistance. And when you allow yourself to actually alchemize it and let that go and be more be more um like okay with the unknown and leaping more towards that then you'll be able to do it and you know i do want to say that if the, you're starting with the smaller layers first that's perfect that's okay cuz you're preparing for the bigger center of the onion of the spider web to alchemize the thing fully. And everything that you do is divinely timed and divinely orchestrated. So you're never late. You're always right on fucking time. You truly are. And so hopefully, I hope this helps you into realizing what alchemizing the ego means when I speak about that. And it's just literally integrating what you have learned. Embodying what you have learned and taking that step forward to proving to yourself that you can do it. It gets to be different and you're choosing different this time around. Yeah. 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 Like your, your healing is in your own hands and you get to do this. You can do this. Trust me when I say that 
if I can do this, if I can learn how to do this, you can also do it. Because I was, I was a very toxic, unhealed person. And I projected, I was in victim mode, I was powerless, or convinced myself I was powerless. And I was like in the lowest of the low. I was on the bottom of the totem pole and I slowly pulled myself back up and it didn't happen overnight. It was very small ripple effects every single day. So if I can do it, you definitely can too. And it's going to take some legwork. It's going to take work and practice. And so, yeah, if anything, you can do this. This <laughs> This might sound really intimidating by the story that I shared, but it, it, it gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. And you are shown situations like that in your own life to show you how strong you actually are and to show you your power and what you get to do and the choice you get to make. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You are not helpless to your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that you get to put this into practice in your own life. And as well, like I do offer alchemizing the ego sessions. And this is a private session and it's personalized for you. And I just tune into your energy and see where your ego is and what it's holding on to. And I give you tangible tips on how to alchemize. And with that, it's up to you to take the tips and put them into action and um yeah like I'm just sitting here in the fact that I feel so much in alignment with this service and with this offering and talking about this because I didn't quite understand this when I first started healing where it was like the same thing perpetuating over and over and over again I'm like what the fuck do I do to get out of this and I was gifted with that along with my mentor also talking about it, but it was almost like I needed to learn firsthand what the fuck that actually means, like for me on a personal level. So yeah, like that's what this session can gift you is your own personal level of alchemizing the ego and gift you with the freedom you seek. And you are so worthy and deserving of that freedom. And having that power within you and realizing and recognizing that power within you. And to feel empowered every time something comes up to be healed. Where you're like, okay, I'm going to alchemize this. And this shit's going to be fucking gone. It's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. I hope this conversation served you today. And. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say. But other than that whole story and alchemizing the ego. <laughs> um, I think I will be making um, an episode on how to recognize the ego. Um, yeah, that feels really good. I'm going to do that. So yeah, I will catch you guys next week for the next episode. Have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week whenever this is meeting you just have a magical and wonderful week and 
notice the opportunities where you get to alchemize your ego and reclaim your power back. All right, guys. <laughs>